0: Damn, you see that microphone? Oh, that shit is clean. God damn. Oh, whoa. Oh, Chromed oh, out. Windscreen. Oh, pod that shit. Oh, yeah. Pod that Oh, damn. Pod that shit. Oh, keep doing you The red up in yeah. this motherfucker.
1: Yeah, that's audacity. Oh, God that's damn. That's Adobe. Yeah. God, he played for the whole creative cloud. What up, Joey G? And welcome to Savage Beast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher, and with me, as always, it's
0: Johnny Greenwood's date to the Oscars, Paul McLeod. <laughs> um, I mean, that would be the biggest honor of my life. I Yes, did he ask me, and I didn't hear about it? Because no, I, feel really I, bad.
1: I he 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 thought about it, but he decided to take his wife.
0: Uh, I honestly had no idea whether or not he was married. Um, so yes. glad for them. Did he win? He's he did won not before, win. Right? He did
1: not win. He's he won for like there will be blood though, didn't he? No, he was actually. Um, this is Johnny Greenwood. He was nominated for the uh, best original score for Phantom Thread. Uh, he was not nominated for There Will Be Blood uh, due to a controversy where. Um, oh, I remember yeah, now. It was an original. Yeah, yeah. One track took from like a track that he had previously produced elsewhere, so it was not an original score.
0: Right, it was from like his his string orchestra thing that he'd been performing many times. Or yes, something. yes. Oh my God! Plastic zipped yeah, up bags. Ever. When it happens, that whoops. Um. <laughs> Ball, you're busting in too Sorry. early. <laughs> uh, that was uh, left over from my uh, sound check earlier.
1: Um, we today are celebrating our second anniversary of this very fine, uh, very highbrow podcast, uh, Savage mm-hmm. Beast, um, by discussing... Conspicuously,
0: self-consciously highbrow. Yes. Nothing but the highest of brows Absolutely, here.
1: Yes, we are, uh, you know, if you were assembling a, you know, uh, the most uh, elegant and metaphysical set of Legos, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely, uh, you know, we, we would be on that level.
0: I, uh, when we were designing this podcast, there was a slider for, uh, brow level, and I cranked it all the way away from low and up to high, and that's where we're at.
1: You're like a Looney Tunes where the eye, the brows are like off the head, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like not physically connected anymore yes. to. Yes. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, uh, last year we did for our first anniversary, we did a door, which we talked about for two hours. And this year we're going to do Dr. Dre's 2001, uh, or, and we're going
0: to talk about it for sixty-nine hours,
1: yes, or four hundred
0: twenty hours. Which would be more appropriate for this album? I don't uh, know. I th-
1: yeah. How about uh, four, sixty-nine segments over four hours twenty minutes? <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
0: Beautiful. <laughs> Nothing could be better.
1: Um, no, Paul and I are going to go through our favorite uh, moments on this album, um, and then I think at the end, kind of talk about you know what the, this album's legacy and its place in our lives, hip hop history. And then I think maybe just for one minute, um, uh, I, why are, why are we doing this album? <laughs> yeah. The, uh,
0: um, let's right tell now the
1: people, let's just tell the people uh, real quick why we're doing this album. Why, why I mean, we're celebrating our second anniversary with it.
0: It should be self-evident that it's the greatest hip hop album ever released. Um, and also, uh, it was right in the sweet spot of our formative years when we were like juniors in high school, maybe even seniors. So, uh, to me, I like this album among many other things brings up many memories of partying in our senior year of high school. So it feels, feels real, real to me, even though it has absolutely nothing to do with my life whatsoever. It has that that nice contrast. Um, perhaps is,
1: um, to our like 17 year old minds to listen to this album, uh, it had a oh, tremendous. Yeah. Uh, it made a tremendous imprint. Um, not yeah. that I went on to live, even though at that time it did not relate to it, and I don't think I even related to it at any point. Um, yeah, maybe in my best, absolute best day, uh, I could say I'm living that chronic 2001 life, but I, I doubt it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, we'll get we'll get to some of the the moments that that may or may not relate to our lives, yeah. but yeah. It's it's something to aspire to in spirit, let's say, yes. if not in, in deed. Well, certainly um, the way
1: that Adore is a seminal album in our personal uh, understanding of the music we love. This album, I mean, to me at least, is another of those uh, mileposts, signposts, mile markers. Yeah. There we go.
0: I, I'll i go with any of those. It's a um, signifier. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Um it just nothing feels more hip hop than this to me, yeah, um uh, I realized there was hip hop before and after, but you know this this really nailed it,
1: yeah, it was is it was the on ramp to hip hop, you know, I've been seeing signs <laughs> for it, but here's where yeah. I just kind of
0: you know I mean I mean you you were familiar with the work of biggie Smalls and other rappers before, oh absolutely uh, long yes. before this,
1: yes, but I was I yeah. think this might be where I. Um, went from a kind of casual pop fan of those uh, ah. artists to really um, considering rap a genre where albums that I loved would be uh, that's coming true
0: from I do remember being like, Like, you know, I knew Dr. Dre by name, but I wasn't intimately familiar with his work. And I remember being surprised to discover that every fucking song on an album by this, you know, mainstream producer guy was just completely banging. Yeah, Um,
1: that's that's the, I mean, that is the contrast. I mean, you know, obviously I knew him from, you know, Gin and Juice and Chronic uh, 2000, but... um, And
0: N.W.A., which we all listen to. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) He was just, he's
1: just a character then. And suddenly he was a um you know important composer an impresario musician yes uh, <laughs> a creator in my life um okay paul then i think you are first um no. with uh, a verse from the album's third track
0: <laughs> fuck you all right let's play let's play fuck you specifically the part by devin the dude you,
2: you got the number It's on you to make the call You know I'll come quick, help you redecorate your walls cut your backyard, don't have to act hard to get the cock And if I'm going too far I'll take it out and wipe it off and put it back up and keep going, you're trying to hide it from your husband But I know he be knowing that your pussy's been tampered with Did you show him that new trick of how you can make it smoke a cancer stick? You be working it like a dancer, bitch It's hard on me not to give you all of my time that you wanted You can give me some head, but keep the breakfast in bed I'd rather spend my morning digging through some records instead But tonight I guess it'd be alright if we can touch bases Hook up somewhere and exchange some fuck faces. I know your man's looking for you, he's always trying to run you Don't worry about me handcuffing cuffing cause I just want to so like do
0: Alright, that was Devin the Dude on uh uh fuck you. Which um is uh just one of my favorite tracks, even though it's a pretty deep cut on this album. Uh the beat is classic. I mean, all the beats on this album, uh it, like I would say nine out of ten of them are awesome. Um, but, um, uh, just smooth and, uh, dirty at the same time. And then, uh, I think I like this album. I mean, like Devin has some nice rhymes in there. Um, <laughs> okay. I guess we should get this out of the way. This album is incredibly crass. <laughs> <and Yes>. Vulgar. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know, it's,
1: it's, um, uh, out, outside the context of nineties hip hop. It's, uh, it's problematic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, in a way that a lot of hip hop is still exactly problematic Absolutely. in this exact fashion. So um, I guess maybe that means we still haven't fixed things, or maybe that means it's okay. I listen, listen to our previous episode. We're not <laughs> yeah, coming exactly back to it this one. Exactly. Um, let's say that I'm I'm adopting a mindset of uh, enjoying the depiction of real life here. Um, <laughs> Uh, while being able to separate whether or not these things need to be glorified, even though, uh, arguably, these things are being glorified here. Um, But uh, anyway, so, you know, lines like, uh, um, I know he'd be knowing that your pussy's been tampered with. Did you show him that new trick of how you can make it smoke a cancer stick? (laughs) Just for some reason really funny. Tampered with a cancer stick, any rhyme like that is going to get me. Um, But... um, Uh, beyond that, I just love Devin's style. Like uh, that dude sounds so chill and uh, that combined with his sort of, um, you know, um, uh, independent, but respectful attitude towards uh, the uh, (laughs) woman he has in this verse uh, is a really nice touch. And then um, the verse ends with uh, one of the tricks that gets used a lot on this album where they just trans transition, Uh, immediately into another rapper here, the immortal Snoop Dogg, who also sounds incredibly smooth and in command. Um, uh, yeah, with no hook in between, which, uh, it's just always rad. And then Snoop Dogg's verse is also awesome. So, um, just for being, uh, one of the verses I can most easily rap along to straight from memory, probably even rap without the track behind it. Um, this was one of my choices.
1: I mean, there's so many verses like that on this album, Uh, (laughs) we're going to be talking about a lot of them. Uh, It is amazing how Devin's got this uh, sleazy charm here, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. throughout the album, uh, sex is portrayed in a way that is so casually... Uh, just so casual
0: and um, transactional, almost in this case. Yes,
1: yes, and um, there's even talks about
0: exchanging fuck faces. Yes,
1: you know. no, and there's like, you know, I, I almost think that maybe one of its distinguishing characteristics in that regard is that the women are not given any like particular stature, whether they're your uh, your wife, your girlfriend, someone else's wife, like just some random uh ho, as the album would say like it's just all like it's all transactional exactly and yeah. um uh the the instead it's all about the quality of the sex um and the mm-hmm. relationships around it uh are um uh pretty much inconsequential
0: well um, they can have consequences but they're usually <laughs> negative ones where they're like you know you, well, there's yes. several there's several rhymes that just complain about, like, oh, this girl keeps talking to me now. Jeez. Um, so, you know, pretty Neanderthal male behavior, but, um, uh, you know, it's a lifestyle.
1: <laughs> it's certainly is, uh, uh, a bit of an obsession about um, how the, on several tracks, talking about how the girl is going to go home and fuck her husband afterwards. Yes. That seems to be one of the uh, favorite, uh, uh, you know, Metaphorical yeah. big dick,
0: um, I, rhetorical we might, tools. <laughs> we might we might say that there is an anti-golden rule uh, at play in the uh, sexual arena of this album, where yes. do unto others as you would have them do to you is the opposite of what you should actually do. Um, I have to say my favorite line is...
1: Um, Uh, is the first two. You got the number. It's on you to make the call. You
0: know I come quick. Help you redecorate your walls. (laughs) 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 Oh, Devin. (laughs) Uh. Um, You know, uh, I love this verse so much. I later, you know, several times have gone back and checked out Devin the Dude's albums. And um, he's a good rapper, but without the the Dre, Melman production underneath, uh, just isn't the same. So... Um, this is the high watermark of his career as far as I know. Uh, Yes, which is true for several of the rappers on this album. (laughs) Well, several of them, this was their career. Um, (laughs) And what a career to have. No kidding.
1: All right. Devin
0: also just does a great
1: job singing the hook on this album.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. I love his his work on the hook. Yeah. Uh, It's fantastic. Um, Which ends with, you've got a husband
1: who loves you. You need to give him your quality time. There's Mm -hmm. even this feeling like, yeah, you got it. You owe it to him, you know? Yeah.
0: See, that's what I like. That's what I said, you know, yet respectful. Like there's a, you know, he's, he's, he's understanding that the woman has other things going on and everything. Um, granted he's trying to work that to his advantage, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Enough about Devin, the dude and his, uh, louche, uh, come ons, uh, uh,
1: Yes, yes um, Come on um, The next the next moment uh, Is the beginning of The next track, Still D.R.E Let's mm. listen to it
2: Yeah, nigga I'm still fucking with you Still waters run deep Still Snoop Dogg and D.R.E Nah, nah, nigga Guess who's back Still Still doing that shit, Andre Oh, for sure it's still Trey Day, nigga. AK, nigga. Though I phone the block, can't keep it home a lot. Cause my frequent spots that I'm known to rock, you hit a bass from the truck when I'm on the block. Ladies, they pay homage, but haters say Trey fell off. Pow, nigga. My last album was the Chronic They wanna know if he still got it. They say raps change, they wanna know how I feel about it. If you ain't up, okay? Dr. Dre is the name. I'm ahead of my game. Still puffing my leaf. Still fuck with the beats. Still not loving police. Uh-uh. Still rock my khakis with a cuff and a crease. Sure. Still got love for the streets. Repping 213. Still the beats bang. Still doing my thing. Since I left, ain't too much change. Still.
1: I'm representing for
0: the all across the world. Okay, that was still DRE. Um, Joe describe this instant classic for us.
1: I mean to me this is where this album on uh, the fourth track really um, kind of it, it makes its first thesis statement um, with I mean it's in the title of the song um, and then you get that first uh, you know uh, low uh, string, note before the pianos hit um and one of the most distinctive uh melodies of the album um uh or I should say at least one of the most memorable um you know and and here at this Mm -hmm. point you know Tupac and Biggie were gone um and Dre was alone and there is you know the 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 past years you know so much had happened to rap and to, you know, the stars of 90s rap and to the people around him that, that this was Rodre Dre saying, you know, I'm, uh, I'm still here and I'm still as good as, or better than you remember. Like that era is not over as long as I'm around. Um, and, uh, he, um, uh, and, and he goes on to make this point uh several times throughout the <laughs> album uh, very specifically um it's certainly his uh um uh, the artistic statement he wants to make it's uh, the statement he wants to make about his art not so much the um the creative statement he's making um is that you know he's still at the peak of his game um mm-hmm. and uh he uh, this this song was uh, rather memorably used uh, in the movie Training Day, uh, mm-hmm. right when Ethan Hawke gets in Denzel Washington's uh, office, quote unquote, his car for the first time. Um, and uh, I think that's, it just captures the whole sentiment of, you know, I think the atmosphere of this album Um with uh, the strings, we have got Dre and Snoop, uh, this sort of steady, pulsing, grinding beat um, that's mm-hmm. always very laid back. Um, and there's something about uh, this album is has this chill vibe that a lot of, I mean, so many dozens, hundreds of rap albums seek out, but somehow, you know, they kind of almost do it, artif- a lot of times it's kind of like artificial with the, you know um with the music kind of uh going be, losing its power to be chill whereas this album it managed to be a um it has that propulsiveness to the beats while you still feel like you could listen to the whole thing like smoking
0: a blunt on your couch doing nothing <laughs> yeah no this has the ultimate this album uh has a bounce like another out al- no other album that exists um, yes in a way that is both smooth and, uh, emphatic and it's crazy. Um, so this, I think this must be one of the most iconic beats in hip hop history. Um, my brother, Andrew, who's nine years younger than me was, you know, nine when this album came out. Um, he fucking goes apeshit for this and he loves, you know, like hard EDM and stuff. So, um, I've witnessed this recently. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's I if if not for the fact that I've heard, you know, probably this beat playing uh for several hours of my life and many more just in my head. Um, you know, it would still like it 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 still is awesome, but there it's uh it's lost a little bit of the novelty just by being too awesome almost. Um, uh, but absolutely a classic. Um uh one thought. So uh so Scott Storch, uh formerly of the Roots, was the guy who came up with that uh thing. He was their keyboardist. Ah. Um so he's 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 actually a white guy, believe it or not. <laughs> um Okay. That's so awesome. here I'm going to read to you from the personal life section of Scott Storch's Wikipedia page. I'm excited. Um Yeah. And then I'm going to ask you a question about it. Okay. Um by 2006, Storch had made more than seventy million dollars, but also picked up a cocaine addiction the prior year. In August 2006, blah 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 blah. Uh, anyway, he withdrew from partying or from producing and focused on partying with friends at his ten million dollar mansion in Palm Island, Florida. He also purchased a private jet, a hundred seventeen foot yacht, and nearly twenty luxury cars. About half of which he estimated he purchased while high on cocaine. Storch squandered $30 million in less than six months and was in dire financial straits by January 2007. In 2008, Storch hit legal trouble, child support payments, property taxes. 2009, he was arrested for grand theft auto, uh, failing to return a Bentley he had leased three years prior. In April he checked into rehab and filed for bankruptcy that May. In February 2012, he was arrested in Las Vegas for possession of cocaine, was released on bail, and in 2015, he filed for bankruptcy again. So, would you take that deal ahead of time like if it's t- 1999 and everybody lays out the he- uh somebody lays out for you like you're going to create one of the greatest beats in hip hop history. You're going to have 6 months Of absolutely fucking insane partying, and then your life will be ruined. But you will have always made that beat. Um, Would you take that deal?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Wait. So where where is he in life right now? Is his money all gone? Is
0: he just the the last thing mentioned is that in 2015 he filed for bankruptcy for the second time. So I presume he might be clean and sober. Let's hope. Probably not going to be rich again unless he you know gets back into the producing game. Um. Huh? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's he probably still has deal. royalties coming in. You know, he can that's probably a live tough comfortably. Deal.
1: It's hard. It's 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 always hard to do, like. Would you would you make that bargain to have like created such a great piece of art, but like your life be kind of yeah. ruined afterwards? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I feel like it's probably capable. I mean, no one's gonna re- create a beat this big. So uh, yeah, I, like my chances of doing that are zero. So I'll probably. Um, I could be humble.
0: I can go okay. for you know something eighty <laughs> percent Um A hundred seventeen foot yacht though. He did buy a hundred seventeen foot yacht. That is that is very large. That's uh that's, that's a, a twelve yacht. story building high yacht. If you tip it up.
1: Um. So this um. You know. So this track has been in the news recently. Um. Where uh uh G- uh finally Snoop dogg confirmed what had been rumored for a long time uh which is that uh uh Jay-z wrote most of the lyrics of still D.R.E.
0: for for Dre or for D- Snoop as well
1: uh he definitely wrote um uh, uh Dre's part um mm-hmm. as Dre famously uh you know, He's uh, not embarrassed to say let's um, other rappers write uh, his yeah. his rhymes, um, but uh, you know Snoop seems to claim uh, 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 that he even wrote some lines that Snoop sang, um, wow. which is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, but, you know that the track does have a certain Jay Z quality to it, and uh, probably bringing all of those elements together: Dre, Snoop, and like and uh, somewhat early. I don't know, for mid mid peak Jay-Z yeah. uh rhyming. Um explains why this is one of the best rap tracks of all time. <laughs> Truly it is. Yeah.
0: All right. Um yeah, there's nothing better than that. Oh, I did want to say one more thing about this. Um there's there's a an underrated boast in, in Dre's verse, uh sort of laid on into it. Actually, it might even be when he comes back. But uh he just mentions offhand Uh, How they're having barbecues every day, which, you know, most rap boasts are outlandish and fantastical. They're about murdering people, you know, lots and lots of sex, insane amounts of drugs and money. Barbecues every day is a relatively actually attainable goal. And I was thinking about it. I was like. That Would fucking rule. That's kind of the most baller yes. thing he mentions. Yes, <laughs> like it just is. every day you got a dozen people in your yard just fucking barbecuing, you know, having a pool party, probably smoking up, definitely drunk. Like, what a life! Um, it is.
1: Um, I, it's so funny. I noticed that as well. I was like, huh, you know, that does seem like a really like straightforward way to indicate your success that like every day you know like somewhere maybe like one or two you're just like nah, eh, fuck it I'm done for the day like everybody come over
0: yeah put some we're meat just... on the grill <laughs>
1: drink some beers just
0: every day crank the sound system with yes. the beats that I just made yes yes um oh, Dre is living it right he is absolutely doing it
1: it's fantastic um okay Paul uh, I believe what's next is. Uh, I'm gonna
0: go with the outro to uh, to uh, big egos. Big egos, yes. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, as performed by Hitman with two T's. I, I could not have said that wider if I tried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you look like a Green.
2: Bitch don't call here anymore We feel like bimple wins Bitch don't call here anymore No 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 What up it's Hitman I ain't at the crib right now so you can leave a name and number after the beep unless it's Tammy's ugly ass I ain't fucking with you
0: Oh man! Um. <laughs> All right. So uh, this, there are many moments uh, like that. Uh, the outro to Big goes in the album. Uh, little interstitial bits that. Um, I Dre actually claims the album is sequenced like a movie or whatever. I don't think he means it to be like like as super tight scene to scene or anything. but <laughs> no. it does have it's not a, flow. a concept album. <laughs> no, um, but. Uh, just sort of throw away things that, first of all, every time they do that, there's like really good music underneath it, um, or you know, like, like that's just a catchy little tune that Hitman sings right there. Second of all, um uh, you know, misogyny aside, uh telling somebody that they look like AC Green is, <laughs> or a woman specifically is like the coldest shit I've ever heard. Oh of. my god, yes. <laughs> that dude would not make an attractive woman <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. For, for those of uh,
1: you who don't know, AC Green is an 80s uh yeah uh, basketball player mostly for the Lakers who had yeah. uh just uh very like kind of a silly
0: curly hair and a mustache uh, and it's yes. just a bony face. And uh, also was famously a virgin till he got married when he was 40. Cause he was super Christian, which is extra funny to invoke him here. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's why I, uh, AC green, because he was a uh, Christian virgin who played for the Phoenix suns, took up a lot of mind space for me, uh, when I was like 15. Um, but, uh, <laughs> So, so just, uh, that's sort of like, again, you know, maybe not, maybe problematic, but uh, uh, definitely hilarious insults like that, that appear on this album, um, are, are a big part of its charm. And then the, the up is with feet, like Ben Vereens, which is, <laughs> um, <So> random, random. <laughs> but also <laughs> really funny. Um, I think so this, yeah. I think
1: this moment is like, uh ev- like everyone's like oh man that's kind of like my secret favorite but yeah. i think everyone fucking loves this part of the album <laughs> like who who couldn't sing along with this I and mean, yeah. maybe the the part of the album that like i randomly sing to myself the most
0: absolutely absolutely <laughs> um no and definitely anytime You're giving somebody a kiss off either gender, whatever whatever gender you are or they are. Definitely sing to yourself, you look like AC Green. Bitch don't call here anymore. Um
1: I love it. Yes. Uh beautiful. And of course, how can you even I can't hear it without hearing the opening notes of explosive afterwards. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Um, uh, can we
1: also note that Hit, the Hitman's actual answering machine message is also savage, where he just tells <laughs> one person that they're
0: too ugly to
1: leave a message?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I hope that to this day, that is actually Hitman's uh, uh, voicemail message. If it's um, not,
1: it, I'll be disappointed.
0: Totally. All right, Joe, uh, that leads us right into your next moment uh, from the subsequent track.
1: Yeah, it's Nate Dogg's verse on Explosive.
2: All my real
1: dogs still kick it with me. All my down still trickin' with me.
2: All the true gangsters know. Nate ain't never love no bow All the hood rats still shake it for me. All my true fans still checkin' for me. All the real smoke does know. Nate ain't passing nothing but bow and D. Real trees, chronically no seeds,
1: when I met you last night, baby.
2: the bone while the west coast rolls along while we still making gangsta hits still be still jogging gangsta dicks damn girl you think you slick somebody better get this beat. i got these this freaky hoes clapping their hands stomping
0: their
1: feet every now and then they put
0: their mouth on me r.i.p. nate dog
1: yeah r.i.p. nate dog um first and foremost i picked this out just to you know Just to give Nate Dogg the respect that he deserves, Um, he is uh, really unique in Mm. in to me in '90s hip hop uh, and hip hop in general as being this amazing cross between a rapper and an R and B singer um, that never really, you know, he didn't, he wasn't doing. Either or, he was always doing both at the same time, mm-hmm. um, starting, which you
0: know, people like Future and Young Thug claim to be doing now. But um, yes, fuck them. Yes,
1: fuck them. Um, the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and and starting off on his, you know, probably I don't know if it's breakout time, but you know, regulate um, with Warren G, uh, which is a, one of the classics of hip hop storytelling. Mm. Um, and here in this verse uh he um manages to um uh transition so smoothly from uh just complimenting the weed that he smokes um <laughs> you know nothing but dro uh, as you know we always say to each other paul nothing but dro mm-hmm. um and then um uh he and then he he just turns that to suddenly he's addressing a woman and this may be one of my favorite insults on the album where he says uh, when I met you last night baby before I blew your mind I thought we had a chance lady blew your mind (laughs) no more now now that I'm sober you ain't that fine (laughs) it's just (laughs) It's it's such a casual where he, uh, you know, he admits his mistake, but he has no interest in taking any responsibility for it. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: um, and just like, yeah, that it's sung you know, so sweetly. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, I was fucked you know? up and, you know, we had a good time. But now, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, you know, I don't want to treat you wrong or lead you on. So just hit the bong. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the um, solution. Like, so I blew your mind. You're ugly. Let's get high. You can get the fuck out of here after that.
1: Yeah, and and, and the second insult where he gets uh, to, while we're still making gangster hits, you'll be still jocking gangster dicks. Um, <laughs> I, that's a, that's one that I really repeat in my head to myself when I'm, you know, thinking I'm gonna blow this popsicle stand. Yeah. I am.
0: <laughs> Definitely, uh, when you when you quit your job, um, say that to your boss. I will. Um, uh, and, uh,
1: you know, um, Nate Dogg, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, I have one thing to say about this track overall, um, which is, uh, I went, uh, this track's called Explosive. I went and listened to the song it was sampled from, mm-hmm. um, which is a song by Isaac Hayes on the Shaft soundtrack called Bumpy's Lament. And, uh, I'm pretty conditioned by, you know, today's rap that are, you know, Today's, you know, sampling habits where I thought it was basically just going to be the song, you know, where you're yeah. just like, and it was like the riff in Explosive exists in Bumpy's Lament as a really strange, like, light organ. Oh, really? In the background. It's not, I'm like, oh, like the fact that Dr. Dre picked that out. Yeah, and turned it into what it is—an explosive—is amazing. That's awesome. Um, it's so cool. I mean, and then I, you know, you kind of forget that when he he sampled something, he really put his own thing on it. When he and Melman did it, uh, the mysterious Melman.
0: Who <laughs> well, in this someone. case, uh, anybody who's played GTA Four will know that um, the next episode uh, a sample is pretty much lifted straight from a song without. Uh, I think it's pitch shifted a little bit. Yes. Um, but um, I forget the name of that song. It's something about the eagle has landed or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's impressive. Um, I don't know whether it's true or not, but uh, there's a track on the Sir album we talked about a couple episodes ago that has uh, its you know main melodic motif is really similar to this sample. And I don't know if it's the same sample or if Sir purposefully or casually, uh, lifted it or, or accidentally lifted it, but, um, very similar. Um, and equally catchy there. Hmm. Uh, it's amazing that this track can be that catchy despite being, I think the only one, well, I guess let's get high also, but this one has no hook. Um, so, uh, just a string of great raps. And I love the verse by two six that comes right after Nate dog too.
1: Yes. Yes. My God. Great song, which we can yeah. say, about basically every song on this album, so we're gonna. I mean, keep yeah, they, it.
0: it drags a little bit at the end, but uh, uh, for me, but it's it's yes, wall to wall. All right, what's next in our order here? Uh, uh, what's the difference? There you go.
1: We both. All right. Uh, we both picked a no, never mind. No, just me. Just yeah. you. We're, Go
0: for it. We're gonna listen to Eminem's verse in Explosive. Or er, sorry, in what's the difference? Hold up, hold up.
2: That's the I got something to say, Dre. I wanna tell you this shit right now. but this fucking weed is in the me. Fuck? I don't know if I ever told you this, but I love you, dog. I got your motherfucking back. Right. Just notice it. Slim, I don't know if you noticed it, but I've had your back from day one. Nigga, let's blow this bitch. I mean it, dog. You ever need somebody off? Whose throat is it? Well, if you ever kill that Kim, bitch, I'll show you where the ocean is. Well, that's cool, and I appreciate the offer. But if I do decide to really murder my daughter's mama, I'ma. Set her up in the front seat and put sunglasses on her. and cruise around with her for seven hours to California and have her waving at people. They drive her off on the corner at the police station and drive off honking the horn for yeah, yeah, her. Yeah. get your wrong on. Drop the sword off and beat you with the piece of a sword off of Fuck blood, I wanna see some lungs coughed up. Get shot up in the hot tub till the bubbles pop up and they know the coughs not up. Nuke us some hot water. That's for trying to talk like the chronic was lost product. That's for even thinking of having them thought. Thaw- better social respect whenever the dots brought up so what's the difference between us we can start at the penis or we can scream i just don't give a fuck and see what means it. what's the difference between me and you you talk a good one but you don't do what you're supposed to do i act on
0: what i feel and never with a... A. M&M. um but uh not really just as you know creativity um so uh this verse is um we, we actually talked about this verse uh, an episode or two ago, so um, yes, it's uh, problematic, um, <laughs> b- but also um, really funny. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I, there are like five different hilarious things that happen in this verse. Uh, uh, all delivered with Eminem's trademark um, insanely catchy uh, hyper uh, hyperactive flow. Um, on top of one of the most ridiculously swaggering beats in hip hop history. Um, But uh, uh, just the way (laughs) Eminem just jumps into the middle of it, like a uh, really fucked up white boy who's um, out of his mind and that they actually play off of that and have Dre say in the background, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, And then he proceeds to go off goes through um, a murder fantasy of uh, poor Kim Um, uh, and then um, uh, then transitions abruptly into threatening people who have uh, been um, discounting Dre's prowess Um, with uh really (laughs) really genius lines like drop the sod off and beat you with the piece it was sawed off of um which especially with the way it actually rhymes when he says it is great fuck blood i want to see some lungs coughed up um and then it just continues uh actually that's pretty much uh the next few lines (laughs) where it reaches its peak of insane violence and um you know what i appreciate is that they've uh you know, Eminem has a very different energy from uh, Dr. Dre's um, Black Friends in LA, who um, are aiming to like uh, be as cool about being badasses as they possibly can. Whereas Eminem is just psychotic, um, and that's sort of his thing. But they actually managed to like play off of that and make it work together um, in uh, a way I love. And then. Uh, the thing at the end. So what's the difference between us. We can start at the penis, or we can scream. I just don't give a fuck, and see who means it. That's basically like how we acted as crazy uh, white kids in high school. So um, <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel a lot of kinship with this whole thing, uh, apart from the murder fantasy.
1: I mean, peak peak Eminem is terrifying. I mean, he's he's so. Uh, he's so high energy and he's so maniacal and, and know, he's creatively all violent. totally under control uh, mm-hmm. with a flow that um, is is hard to ke- keep up with at times because um, mm-hmm. there's so many rhymes going on. There's so much, um, you know, so much internal rhyming going on and so much wordplay.
0: Um, and the and the rhythms are just like just weird sometimes like you can't a lot of his verses especially this one if you read them like you will not understand how he actually made this fit into the meter but then you listen to it and it's just like it's like just cracking on the beat every single uh every single bit so um
1: and assisted of course by i mean maybe uh the second most iconic beat on this album after Still Dre are these, these horns, yeah, um, these like swaggering horns that show uh, this tremendous level of showmanship under this track um, mm-hmm. and that pomposity um, <laughs> that Dre manages to make cool. Um, that would be you know corny
0: or over the top uh, in many other producers' hands. Yeah, I, it is strange that I. I mean, I guess it's not that strange. There are other rap songs like this, but yeah, he always hits the the uh, badass side of the badass uh, uh, braggadocious continuum. Yeah.
1: So. Um, shout out to Exhibit, who is sandwiched between uh, Dr. Dre and Eminem in this song, uh, and really holds his own with an totally. excellent verse. Um, we think of him him as kind of a joker and a sweetheart and a not so good actor and um here he shows that uh at his peak he was a fucking great rapper
0: yeah he probably should have kept rapping
1: oh well Uh, you know i i I really spent a lot of time watching uh pimp my ride uh, yeah he did nothing else to do
0: and it has allowed him to to sublimate into Unto even the present day as a meme. I mean, I think everybody still knows the. Uh, I heard you love X, so I put some X on your X uh, yes. thing. <laughs> uh, still, still a joke that hits today. So good for him. All right. So next, um, we'll. Uh, you know what? We'll give the ladies some representation and do Miss Rocks verse from "Let's Get High." <laughs>
2: Nigga, what? i am a hustling bitch. I like them get rich niggas. Them hit the switch niggas. Niggas bout the sex and which bitch to hit next. While I'm kicking my game and collecting them checks. Got all y'all niggas vexed. The fuck this triple X rated ho. You say you ain't eat it, you ate it, though, End up. rock don't stop, can't be droppin' no drawers. To the niggas, how you figure got you shittin' in yours. Yeah, little dicks always running their mouth. While a bitch is better off to masturbate and be out. All you bitches up in here know what I'm talking about. Get the loot, get the ice, fuck the wife, no doubt. Trying to live lavy. Marry a big dick and stay cap. Holler back at them niggas that hollered at me. Pop the crisp, whip the six and shit and have boy y'all niggas limp when I twist my shit. Yeah. Bitch
1: ass niggas, niggas, niggas,
0: niggas. Joe, had you heard have you ever heard of Miss Rock outside the context of this verse?
1: Uh, I sure haven't, although I think she appears on another song on the album.
0: Uh not by she's her she, her name doesn't make the artist list, so it's still possible. Mm. But um yeah, so uh, this is, I'm pretty sure, the one uh, a rap verse by a woman. Mary J. Blige has a hook later, but um, uh, it makes you wish they were more. Um, so first of all, this whole song is just absolutely um, one of my favorites on the album from uh, literally the first moment uh, until the end. Um, uh, totally bouncing beat, uh, hilarious sex raps. And then, um, uh, you know, good work from Corrupt and Hitman leading into uh, Miss Rock here, who um, (laughs) does a nice job of turning around all of the tropes that the men use throughout this album. um, Pretty much right back the same way they use them. Uh, You know, just like they're always telling their women uh, that, you know, fuck their husbands, uh, they're with him now, they're with the, the speaker now, she too says, you know, fuck your man, or fuck your, fuck your wife, uh, uh, you clearly had a better time fucking me, um, you say you ain't eat it, you ate it though, uh, definitely, definitely true, I'm sure, for Miss Rock in every case, um, and then lastly, uh, yeah, little dicks always run in their mouth while a bitch is better off to master bait and be out is um, another classic <laughs> put down <laughs> that my girlfriend in college really enjoyed. Um, not that she said it to me, but... Um, no, of course. Uh, of course not. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, a great verse to cap off um, a truly wonderful song. Um, even the intro that neither of us are allowed to say is uh hilarious so um check it out it's only two minutes long
1: uh, this is definitely um the most fun song on the album yeah which is Uh, saying a lot yeah it's just it's just it's, it's a party anthem
0: absolutely it's uh no actually do try playing it in the middle of a party right when uh you need to pick it up because uh yeah it rules
1: and, you know, hopefully some people will uh, take the uh, opening lines that we can't say uh, to heart and, mm-hmm. they'll, you know, get it going.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, every time I am at a party to which these lines uh, apply um, in a colorblind way, um, I think about them. And yeah. I, I think they're probably true. It does crack me
1: up like when Dr. Dre comes in and just says,
0: yeah, it just took some ecstasy. <laughs> Ain't no telling what the side effects could be. Yeah. Uh, uh, some, actually, those I assume he didn't write them, but those uh, first four lines, he, he pulls off a pretty good rhyme scheme there. So, uh, he does. nicely done. Um, uh, So, Miss Rock, apparently, she does appear on Murder, Inc. Uh,
1: on this uh. album. Um, and she was signed to Aftermath early on, but now has mysteriously disappeared. No one knows, like, what i feel like people don't don't know what happened to her i don't think people knew her real name um i mean i'm sure dr dre knows but uh yeah and, uh, as far as the public is concerned uh, she disappeared completely after f- appearing on only a few songs wow damn yeah well yeah she she could spit man she could i mean i i you know probably uh grossly unfairly am not a fan of 90s female rappers as a whole which is um
0: i mean i would say sorry you know it's like before missy elliott there wasn't a truly uh right classic uh uh female rapper that i can think of but i could be wrong about that i just don't know about them lil kim Yeah, not a true classic, if you ask. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just, you know, it's it's sort of, um, uh, it's interesting to go back to this time when, um, I guess my comment would be that um, in a lot of cases, uh, there was a lot of imitation going on um, Mm -hmm. where uh, the female rappers were trying to imitate uh, the flow of a lot of male rappers where uh, they needed to just find their own flow. But this verse is uh, a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. (coughs) All right. Um, Joe, that takes us next. We've got two more moments from you. Yeah. We'll start with a pause for porno. Yes.
1: Just beautiful. Um, God, I'm in tears. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's pause for Porno is a hilarious skit where uh, two women are having sex with uh, uh, Jay Steed. Uh, Jake Steed. Jake Steed, uh, a uh, famous African-American uh, porn star. Um, uh, and uh, the, the track itself is hilarious. Um has some some excellent lines um, uh, where eventually uh, the women decide to go home to their husband's repeat theme and Jake Seed finds this uh, offensive that they would mention this in front of him uh, <laughs> after oh, they had such good sex.
0: The The genius annotations that I was reading about it suggested that, in fact, he is offended that um they say the the woman is cajoling him to immediately after he orgasms very loudly on the track to get it back up so that he can finish her off so that she can go home to her husband mm. and so what he's mad about is that he's like you know Jesus Christ I I need a few minutes here um so uh, see, I,
1: I always thought that she, they were saying that he needs a few minutes to like leave. Like she's, she's like saying, get out. And he's like, oh, get, let me chill for a second. But she hmm. does say, get out.
0: Yes, that is true. Which is funny. <laughs> oh man, we should explicate this line by line. <laughs> um, well, oh, oh, go to the genius.com annotation uh, where they explain the mechanics of, um, for instance, what is in the woman's eye and why she's yelling about it. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. um,
1: <laughs> um, now, the funny part is that uh, what I want to bring up is that we just heard the instrumental, um, yeah. which uh, where you know, God, uh, uh, Dr. Dre uh, used just like a God-level beat on this mm-hmm. throwaway porn skit. Um, yeah. And, th- and this beat is it's one of the most um, kind of forward-thinking beats on the album. You know, like this is more of a like mid two thousands type track, you know, a lot like laid back. Um
0: Yeah, it uh, almost it almost could be a Kanye ish type of thing. Yeah, really.
1: exactly. Um and it's just like one of those wonderful little things about this album. I mean, they're really like moments of beauty in it, even (laughs) in the porn track. And I mean, this this song is like, I listen to the, I mean, I love listening to the instrumental version of this, album um mm-hmm. there's just so much to to hear um when you're not being distracted by the amazing verses um and this one you know i've i've put it on several mix cds it's just it you know it's a great opening track just <laughs> driving around uh this one comes on um because it's both um celebratory and reflective
0: yeah uh, it's got no that it's little... genuinely gorgeous the little vocal sample in it yeah um, Yeah. Damn. And a great, you know, and also some funk in the beat and the bass line. It's, uh, it's great. I had actually never listened to that before. That's pretty cool. Um, so, and it leads
1: right into, uh, housewife, which we will listen to a verse from, uh, right now. Hitman's verse. But you
2: can't make the housewife. No, for honey. Almost had to whale her like bunny. Tell her tales of being pregnant, catching or cells with abortion money. I spotted her, seen her with my nigga when I shot at her. Now we got beef. He caught up in the hosy rotica. Exotic, she's psychotic, rocking. is not a soon He'll need antibiotics. Uh, name of sexual disease. She got it like Sam Goody. You be like, damn, how could she hit me off with chlamydia? Fool I pity her. We live in the city uh, ballers with more bouncing than the Zap, she will do. Why did you? The prettier, the grittier. The wittier can get her to the hotel. Nico on some swiving shit like Rico. That's when I caught a vision like Calico. A high pole so a perfect way for me to keep dough. Have a selling ass on Bronson Avenue. Pico. The hotel, motel, or the Holiday inn. Say what, nigga? I said yeah. if that bitch keeps fucking up, then we'll fuck her friends. <laughs> I said I did god What can I say? Niggas need to stop fucking.
1: <sighs> hmm. Yeah. Yes. Life lessons. <laughs> what you say? Life lessons. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it, you know this song. Um, I believe you said this about uh, fuck you. Uh, this is a song uh, that from beginning to end that I could rap without the beat. Even like, I, I just know it so well. Um, it's got it's it's clever. It flows. It has a um, a funny hook uh, mm-hmm. that uh, is nevertheless um, just really charmingly sung.
0: Yeah, um, it's got a really interesting rhythm to
1: the to the. Yeah, hook. Um, you know, and they're um, they're making a, a very uh, you know salient point. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I would have to say that this is possibly the least salient point to my life on the album. Um, <laughs> um,
1: you know, it it is, uh, this verse um, is fun um, because it, hitman tells like this really clear story um, where, you know, he catches this girl um, spending abortion money on clothes um, and, <laughs> Uh, and then uh, he gets in a fight with another of his friends about her um, but then he seems kind of delighted to tell his friend about how um, how she is riddled with sexual disease um, which of course he's already had sex with her so it's interesting um, it leads to uh, name a sexual disease she got it like Sam Goody, you'd be like damn how could she hit me off with chlamydia
0: fool I we live in the city, the city of, ballers. of ballers. yeah um, um, For the kids, Sam Goody was a uh, was a retail store.
1: Yes, yes, uh, with uh, lots of CDs in it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and you know it. It and then at the end, he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "I could just pimp her out. That's gonna solve <laughs> all my problems."
0: <laughs> you know, he just yes, of course. Yep, it it's uh, resourceful of him if you think about it. Um you know, uh uh and then you know his verse uh slides right into corrupts verse in the thing I was talking about earlier. Which I feel like more out rappers should do. I don't know. It feels something about that relay just works for me. And, and then I, he Oh go uh, ahead. I was gonna say, and uh the way he turns around the classic uh Rapper's Delight line yes, is exactly. uh, hilarious. <laughs> yes.
1: Um where um yeah. Yeah, rappers Delight were not thinking about um No how they needed to move on from one yeah. girl to the next.
0: <laughs> um yeah, no, so this uh this song, um, a true classic, uh I think I've probably said that phrase eight times. Sorry. Um, it's awesome. Uh the hook, as you mentioned, is great. Um, and I think it's notable for um I don't know if this is the only song on the album that's just Dre, Hitman, and Corrupt, but um, it's definitely the best one with just those three people performing on it. And uh, that makes it interesting because Hitman and Corrupt are like the filler rappers on this album. Like Dre has all his famous friends, Snoop and Eminem and Nate Dogg uh, and Exhibit, you know, show up for a verse or two each but, um, or at least a song or two, but then he's got to fill out all the rest of with other raps. And it's like, he's got this bullpen that's like corrupt and Hitman. Y'all are up. Y'all are up. Y'all are up. Hitman is the most featured guy on the album. Um, and neither of them really went on to do much of anything else, but, uh, it's not because they did a bad job on this album. Like they, uh, they both just lay down some great lines, uh, track after track after track. And it, it seems weird that they didn't manage to, uh, to make a career of it.
1: Uh, it is. I mean, they 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 never disappoint. Um, uh, and yeah, it's that it's that weird thing where they're just um, really. I think the Watcher might be the only track on the album that only features Dre. Yes. Um, which is kind of crazy. Um, you know, now uh, it's it's usually the other way around where there's only a couple albums on a, a typical uh, rap album that feature other people. I mean, yeah. not all the time, but that's you know that's what you expect from an album of this stature. Um, so, uh, it's, yeah, it's amazing how well they do on here. And, uh, you know, I think part of that is they just, uh, you said it before, they just really, um, they play up to the level of, of what they're, uh, given yeah. here. Um, yeah. and obviously as we saw Dick, Darkstreet has no problem, um, uh, writing, yeah, the best verse's possible by committee um, and I'm sure that helped them as well,
0: yeah, you know, maybe Royce to five nine was writing their verses too or something who knows um but uh yeah, uh whatever the case they uh they delivered the verse as well, and uh the album the album wouldn't be the same without those guys um so Joe, that takes us through our f- favorite moments. there are I ten know. other ones that so were on my else, list,
1: so much else to talk about. Yeah, I, you can't you, you'd have to go track by track and add another album to this
0: podcast. Yeah. So as we sum it up, you know, I actually don't know if I have too much more to say that I haven't said already, but I want to acknowledge at least uh, that we skipped right over uh, two of the most famous songs. Forgot about Dre in the next episode, which is yes. a a crushing back to back. Yeah, uh, that stands out even on this album of back to back to back to back to back. Great songs, um, particularly the next episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, Yes. Which, you know, the we should have we should have just been man, mandatorily one of us should have taken the uh, the pause smoke weed every day uh, <laughs> bit because that has to be besides maybe the beginning of still D R E the most famous moment of this album.
1: Yes, yes, um, Nate Dog again. Yeah, um, uh, and I think what I was laughing about because I, I hadn't realized this as much. Um, I hadn't realized this before, but you know, that transition from forgot about Dre to uh, the next episode um, really goes from like you forgot about Dre, and that leads into the most old school Dre track <laughs> on the entire album. Yeah, which um, begins
0: with a massive bass drum hit.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, which is just, it's just a beautifully sculpted, dramatic moment. Um, just because, you know, like the, the beat drops out and it's just Eminem saying, you know, you act like you forgot about Dre before that
0: big yeah. bass drum hits. Boom. Yeah. oh uh, man, I, <laughs> that's another thing that like that, that beat from the next episode has like soundtracked many moments of my life. Like anytime something awesome is going on, yes. uh, that just pops in my head.
1: Yes. Um, you know, and, and I think there's, uh, Uh, There's another song that I, a track I really like that I cannot say the name of. Um, The first part is bitch. Uh, The second part, I can't say. Um, That's another, uh, it's just a whole concept that goes throughout this album, uh, that there are some uh, folks that Dre knows who are uh, more of a bitch than uh, they should be. (laughs)
0: Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Another, another track whose name I can't say, uh, some LA, uh, Blackman is, uh, uh, utterly delightful. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, then at the end, even, uh, even, even the, the, the sort of, uh, dopey, um, uh, you know, sentimental track at the end for the, for the dead homies, um, is at least, uh, Despite the somewhat maudlin lyrics, uh, totally gorgeous uh, thanks yes. to the work of Mary J. Blige, who really sings the shit out of it. Um, that and that one also, I I really helped me to listen
1: to the instrumental version of it, um, and just yeah, kind of get to that groove with the the harp, or probably what is probably a synthesized harp, um, absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, there's little variations of it throughout. Um, it's just beautiful.
0: Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Um, no, man, nothing wrong with this album. Uh, so um, yeah, everybody, He's if not- you if this was before your time. You owe it to yourself to go back and check it out. Is one thing yeah. I can if you
1: if you've only heard like the singles, or if it's been a long time since you've listened to the whole album, go back. It really. I mean, it holds up.
0: Yeah, um, it absolutely still sounds maybe not ultra modern, but quite modern. It does not sound badly dated by any means.
1: Yeah, and I mean there is um, so much good are amazing hip-hop that's happened since this came out almost 20 years ago. Um, and it's, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I think I think that this does, um, I think it shows its age just a tiny bit um, at a few points, just given the, um, you know, there, there are so many people that have built on what dre did
0: yeah it um, doesn't sound quite as lush as like a kanye production or anything
1: but yeah yeah or like matt you know just thinking like how much this like fed into what mad villain was able to do or uh mad lib yeah um mad villain um (laughs) uh, it's um uh it's it's still though um it's it's definitely the best album especially the the best 90s rap album (laughs) I'm not. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people would put up like uh, you know something by Notorious B.I.G. or Tupac. Yeah,
1: I mean, All Eyes on Me is probably that's probably you know gonna be the its main competitor. Um, yeah, and uh, hey,
0: we fucking love Tupac. We do, but I there's nothing there's all, there are very few albums uh, where. No matter what situation it is, when they come on, I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Um, like even some of my favorite albums, I want to be like, be in a mood to listen to them. Yes, but uh, and I don't want to waste it otherwise. But like, I I could listen to this album over and over and over again. This is, this might be the only album I could listen to over and over and over again and still find it exciting every time because I have listened to it a lot and it's not even close to like losing its effect on me.
1: Yeah, it's striking uh, behind behind it all. It's it's you know it's also a pop album. It's just it's so yeah. catchy, absolutely
0: irresistible, totally insane. Um, all right. Any other yeah. final thoughts, Joe?
1: Not really. I think my one thing is just uh, I do think that this album played a big role into getting uh, a lot of people into hip hop. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's a big. Like I said, bring it back to the end. We just listed, went through all these different amazing moments in it. And I think that's, you know, you definitely got to say that this is um, a a big, um, an important moment in the the mainstreaming of rap, you know? I mean, obviously it was going on in the 90s, and this kind of solidified it. I mean, you know, we're now at a point where rap is the dominant... uh, you know, popular music. Uh, yeah, and um, you know why? Look back to Chronic Two Thousand One. Totally, uh, or rather, um, how? How? Is, how is that possible?
0: Look at Chronic Two Thousand One. Absolutely. All right, um, everybody. I'm going to give you the uh, the contact us sign off. You know, so Twitter at Savage Beast Pod, website savagebeatspod.com, iTunes. Uh, you know, look for us, rate, review, subscribe. All that stuff. And email us. Savagespot at gmail.com. We would love to hear from anybody. Um and uh, you know, thanks. I hope you I hope you all have a thoroughly gangsta week ahead of you after this. Uh yeah. And um I'd love to leave you leave you
1: with some wisdom from this album, but there's just there's just nothing I can say that's even remotely appropriate for me to
0: say. So. <laughs> Don't be more of a bitch than a
1: bitch. That's my advice. Don't pass anything but dro.
0: Absolutely. Chronic leaves. There we go. All right. Peace. (laughs) Later.